Welcome to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Okay, guys, here we are again with another Making Mama Tea episode. And I'm actually releasing this a little bit later than we normally release on Fridays because it actually is Friday when I'm recording. And things just got a little bit busy this week. So I woke up this morning. It's Friday, June 11th, I think. And uh, I was exhausted, didn't sleep well. So decided to uh, bag the workout because I've been training pretty hard this week. And I thought I would chat with you guys a little bit. Um, Kind of pick up where I left off with uh, after the first episode. And I think we got all the way through high school, but uh, I made a couple of notes um, as soon as I was done because I, I, I knew since I didn't actually make notes before I recorded that I would forget some things, some kind of important things or, um, you know, some of the things are just kind of funny stories um, that I wanted to tell from, you know, kind of, I guess, my high school experience. But I guess one of the most important things I forgot to mention is uh, I have twin sisters. Um, I'm not a twin. They are twins. Uh, They were born when I was 12. So uh, like I mentioned, I was, um, my mom had me when she was very young. So she actually had my sister's Um, at kind of a normal age to have kids. Um, And she had my sisters, Ashley and Carrie, with my stepfather, Tony, that I mentioned in the last podcast. Um, So that was, I guess, kind of exciting. Uh, I guess it was kind of exciting. I guess if you have twins when you're 12, or I'm sorry, twin sisters when you're 12, um, you might be a little bit of a built-in babysitter. But I think... Um, I sort of enjoyed it in some ways. They were pretty cute. Um, they turned out to be a little bit rotten as they got older and in their teenage years. So, um, I won't tell all their business, but there was quite a bit that went on with the two of them. Um, but they are both, uh, very successful, um, moms and wives. And, um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty proud of them at this point. Um, they both, We're not, I wouldn't say we're super close, but, um, we get together once a year, you know, once or twice a year for family things. Um, so that's my sisters. And then another, uh, relative that I kind of didn't know I had, um, until interestingly, it was the day after my husband, Eric's 40th birthday, um, so that was 10 years ago, I get a message on Facebook that says, hey, Tina, I'm your brother. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Um, You know, I was like, okay, this has got to be something spammy. Of course, I think we were hungover because uh, it was Eric's 40th birthday party. and We had been partying all night. Um, So... I did a little investigating because Eric's like, no way that there's, that's just some creeper. So I did a little investigating. Um, his name was Richard Warnke. So he, he certainly shared my uh, dad's last name. Um, and I snooped around a little bit on his Facebook page and I found out that he was, 
uh, Facebook friends with some of my relatives from my dad's side of the family. And um, I had lost touch with them after my father passed away when I was about 14. I think I forgot to mention that in the last podcast as well. Um, I did talk about my, my dad's struggles with, uh, alcoholism and, uh, those things, but, um, anyway, I'll, I'll get back to that. But, uh, I, I noticed he was friends with some of my dad's relatives I hadn't spoken to since I was probably 14 when my dad died. Um, so I guess I messaged him back and I was like, okay, hey, brother. Um, so basically, long story short, he was a half brother, um, just like my sisters are half sisters. Uh, he was eight years younger than me, I believe. Um, and I definitely do not remember anything about him growing up. Um, I did go back recently and look up the obituary, um, I was doing some Ancestry.com stuff, uh, and I saw the obituary from when my father passed away, and his name was in the obituary, but I guess I just, I don't know, and I feel like maybe he was there at the uh, funeral, but honestly, I don't know, I was 14, I don't remember. Um, so, you know, we have kept in touch off and on. Um, I think we we met up for the first time that summer, because uh, my husband's birthday was in December, come to find out. So here's kind of a funny story. So Eric and I, um, we used to love to spend our anniversary in St. Michael's. Um, and we would stay at this place called the Wade's Point Inn, bed and breakfast, and come to find out my brother and his wife literally lived on that road, um, going, uh, it's kind of like a private, uh, dirt road that leads back to the Weeds Point Inn and their house was like the very first house as you turned onto that road. So we had been driving by his house on the way to our anniversary trip for several years. Um, I was literally driving by my brother's house and had no idea. Um, so we met up and then we, you know, we tried to spend some holidays and things like that together, but, um, I wouldn't say we've really kept in touch, um, very well, um, probably a recurring theme that, um, I don't know that my family is super close. So, um, like I said, we, we do like get together, uh, for maybe like Christmas and, you know, try to get together over the summer and things like that. But at my grandparents' place in Chincoteague, but I wouldn't say I kind of keep track of everybody or, you know, we're not super close. And then my, um, my dad's side of the family, I have a couple, I have an uncle and an aunt, and I don't know why I said aunt. I don't say aunt, an aunt. It's an aunt. It's an aunt to me. Um, and several cousins, and um, shortly after I sort of reunited with my half-brother, um, we all did get together a couple of times. So I was able to kind of reconnect with all of them, but again, we sort of fell off and haven't uh, really kept in touch over the last 10 years or so, I guess it's been. Um, so a couple of things I actually wanted to mention about my, um, my dad and my stepdad and even my grandfather, um, just cause it's something I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, you know, my father was a Marine, um, and he was in Vietnam. My stepfather was in the Navy, also in Vietnam. Um, my grandfather was a Marine in the Korean War, I believe. 
Um, and you know, and, oh, and my brother, my brother, uh, uh, Richard Warnke, he was also a Marine. Um, my brother-in-law, um, Brett is in the army and I love that I have, uh, so many military members in my family. Um, when I, uh, one of my careers, um, that I'll get to, I guess, when I start talking about that aspect of things, uh, was working for the department of defense and, um, I, I loved, you know, being a part of the military in that respect. Um, and my son, again, I'm really skipping forward now. My son is actually uh, planning to enlist in the Navy next year when he graduates from high school. Uh, so back to uh, my dad. I mentioned he passed away when I was 14. Um, he had brain cancer, and they actually do believe that it was uh, attributed to the uh, Agent Orange, um, the chemicals used in Vietnam. So although they were, there was like a class action suit, but they were never able to prove it. So by the time he passed away, I hadn't really seen him much in the couple years leading up to that. Like I said, I spent most of my summers when I was younger, um, with him, um, and uh, my grandmother in Florida, but I was in high school and things had gotten busy, um, so I guess I wasn't really communicating as much as, um, I used to, uh, kind of getting into my teen years. So I didn't really see him when he was really, really sick. Uh, but I do remember a couple of summers, uh, visiting him when he had one of his brain surgeries cause he had many, but they could never get the tumor completely. Um, so he passed away. I think he was 37. So very young. Um, and yeah, I kind of lost touch with, you know, my, my aunt and uncle and, uh, the rest of the family, uh, my grandmother, my dad's mom, uh, from Florida. I didn't spend a ton of time with them. Um, although I still kind of kept in touch with my grandmother, I guess. Um, she passed away years later. I, I believe I was in my early twenties when she passed away, um, so my stepdad, Tony, as I mentioned, he was unfortunately also an alcoholic. Um, so he and my mom, I think, ended up splitting up shortly after I moved out of the house. Um, so kind of after high school, um, around that college period, I want to say I'm maybe I was in my early twenties. I can't remember completely. Um, but I know that they split up and, um, years and years and years later, I mean, I had no communication with him at all. Um, after he and my mom finally split up, I guess I was in my early twenties. Um, and he eventually sadly passed away from, um, liver cirrhosis um, it was kind of sad. I think they kind of found him in a, uh, row home in Baltimore where he was living. Um, I guess, uh, he had like fallen out of bed and he was really sick, uh, with cirrhosis and, um, did manage to be able to go visit him in the hospital right before he died. It might've been like the day before he passed away. Um, and, uh, that was, kind of it. We were able to see him right before he, right before he died. That was sad. Um, 
So back to kind of the high school thing. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. But I had a couple of um, kind of funny stories. Actually, this one's not high school. This is one story. I, this is one of those, like, I swear to God, I do not know if this is a true story, but I have told it for a long time. <laughs> so I hope it's true. Um, I have this memory of, you know, I always joke with people and I'm like, we, you know, I started my first bar fight when I was five. Um, yeah, I mean, look, in the 70s, I guess it was normal to take your kids to bars, um, or clubs or whatever they called them back then. Um, I, I also, I remember going to, my mom did some go-go dancing, not stripping. She was a go-go dancer. I believe. I don't know if that's exactly what you call it, but I remember her dancing. Um, and, uh, she would take my cousin and I to the clubs. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know what you called them back then, but wherever she would dance. Um, I remember we danced a lot too. So I love to dance. I love to dance to this day. So I guess I got that skill from her. Um, I love music. I love to dance, but I guess, you know, growing up in, uh, a bar, I don't know. Um, you, 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 you kind of learned to love those things. Um, but I remember I was with my dad and I think he had a girlfriend at the time. Um, and I swear, you know, after having learned about my brother and I started thinking of this memory, I was like, I wonder if that was my brother's mom at the time. Cause I, I feel like I remember it being the same name, but you know, I don't know if I just putting things together and uh, you know, trying to recover memories and things like that. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like it might have been because it seemed like a about the right time period that my dad might have been dating her. It was in Maryland. And I guess um, my dad had come to pick me up. Um, it was maybe his weekend or whatever the case may be. Um, and we lived in Jessup at the time. Uh, so I guess I was five or six and I remember going to this bar in Fort Meade. And if you're familiar with Fort Meade at all, there's a bar called My Place. I think it was, I think that's the one there, there were actually, there's a star bar, I think, and a My Place bar, um, kind of on the strip there in Fort Meade. And, um, I remember sitting at the bar and I'm drinking Shirley Temple's as a little kid would do. And, it had, you know, maraschino cherries and the Shirley, Shirley Temple, or you know what it might, you know, I think it was a Coke. I think it was a Coke with a cherry, not a Shirley Temple. And, um, I guess I ate my cherry out of it. And then, um, I guess my dad asked the bartender to give me another cherry or something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but, the next thing I know, I guess there was an issue with giving me another cherry and or something. And the next thing I know, there is this like, I, I, I remember my father picking me up and kind of not to hurt me, but kind of like picking me up and like forcing me uh, like over the bar counter at the bartender, I guess to like tell him like, give my daughter a cherry or whatever the fuck it was, who knows. And then there was a fight. And I remember his girlfriend taking me outside to sit on the stoop. And uh, that's why I think it was my bar, 
my my place, my bar, my bar, star bar, I don't remember. There are seedy bars there in Fort Meade. And um, I remember sitting out on the stoop. Well, I guess there was a fight going on inside. So um, that was one story. So that's my ha-ha. I started a bar fight when I was five. So um, that gives people something to laugh about when I'm telling stories about my family. And another memory I have of my dad... This is another one. Again, I don't know how much I have um, embellished this in my mind or, you know, I was young. So, you know, everything seems bigger and more dramatic, I guess, when you're young. Um, But I think my mom and my dad were still together. So I must have been quite young. And we were driving in some car that I think had something wrong with the carburetor. And I, I vaguely remember... My dad having, he had to keep stopping, and I guess he would put gas in the carburetor, if that's a thing that you do with cars, or if that's a thing maybe you did do with cars in the 70s to keep it going. And my memory is, I believe we were on Brockbridge Road, so again, if you're familiar with Jessup, you know where these places are. And I think the car caught on fire. I think there was a fire in the engine. So under the hood. So maybe something to do with all of that gas in the carburetor. And (laughs) I, so, you know, so I guess, you know, they, they got us out of the car and my, I had this pillow that I slept with, um, that my grandmother, my dad's mother had given me is this little square pillow. And Um, so, oh, by the way, I slept with that pillow until I got married for the first time. So that was like when I was 24. So I, yeah, I had that pillow for a really long time. And I believe my first husband made me get rid of it literally on our honeymoon because I think I took it, (laughs) I think I took it with me to the wedding. Anywho, um, I remember, I think my dad had to go back in the car to get my pillow because I was little and probably screaming my head off that I wanted my pillow. And I believe he got some burns. Um, Again, I don't know if it was because he had to get my pillow or because of the, you know, um, just trying to get the fire out in the car, whatever. Um, But I, I I think I remember him getting some pretty severe burns from that. Um, And I feel like I remember having to sit on the curb next to him and being kind of afraid of that whole thing. So that's a couple of stories. Um, I, I have of, uh, my dad anyway. Um, another kind of funny story, um, I had from high school. Another one I kind of joke about, you know, people, (laughs) I think those little things that go around on Facebook and it's like, uh, you list, you know, have you ever been arrested or have you ever had this and have you ever done this? And, um, so I, I guess technically have been arrested twice, but not really. So I guess they were more detainments cause I was under 18 and I never actually, I wouldn't say I spent time in jail, but, um, so two times. So one time, um, I was kind of a new driver, so I guess I was maybe 16, and was driving my um, my mom's car, I think. Um, I don't remember what it was, and 
my girlfriends and I had gone to visit some friends on Fort Meade again. It was actually 4th of July. And um, I guess they had been setting off some fireworks. And they were illegal, either illegal on base or illegal in Maryland. I, I can't remember. This was way back in high school. And so we went to visit some friends on base in Fort Meade. And then um, as we were like pulling into to um, as we were pulling into the court to go visit these friends, there were some uh, MPs, so military police coming out. And I remember them kind of like shining this big bright light into our car as we as we pulled in. So it's me and like three other girlfriends. So it's a car full of women and, you know, MPs, most of the MPs in Fort Meade were barely older than us. I mean, they were kind of like more or less teenage, young, 20-year-old guys. Um, anywho, long story short. So one of the fireworks, I guess, was a dud. It didn't even have a, um, a wick on it. A wick? That's for candles. What is, I don't Whatever you call the thing. The thing that you like. Can't, can't think of the name. Maybe it is a wick. I don't know. Um, and so uh, it didn't work. And so I was like, oh, my stepdad loves fireworks. So let me throw this in the back of the car. And so then we leave the court from visiting our friends and we're coming out onto the main drag there, which was called Rockenbach Road. And uh, next thing I know, we have, I'm getting pulled over by the MPs. So I am terrified and hysterical, like literally hysterical. And my girlfriends that are in the back seat, um, so I think there were a bunch of beer cans in the back seat. Um, so of course I'm like, fuck, they're going to think we've been drinking because there's like a ton of beer cans in the back seat. I guess that's a hazard of having, um, alcoholics in your family. And so I get pulled over and next thing I, so they, ha- they made us get out of the car and like stand in front of the headlights of the car, give them my driver's license. I'm bawling my eyes out. Cause at this point now I'm going to be late getting home. Cause I had a curfew. I, it was probably like nine, nine o'clock or something. Cause I just started driving and, um, and then they call for backup. So now there's like two cars of MPs and me and my girlfriends are standing, uh, you know, in front of the headlights. And part of me is like terrified that I'm going to be in so much trouble. And the other part of me is mortified that like where we were pulled over is like main drag of like where all our friends lived and drove and stuff. And I'm like, somebody's going to fucking see us. Um, so anyway, so they made us drive to the MP station. I remember him saying, like, don't try to, you know, don't try to escape because we have your license. And I'm thinking, okay, two MP cars and little old me and a couple other girlfriends. And yeah, I definitely don't feel like I look like a hardened criminal. Oh, by the way, so the reason why they they pulled us over is because they said we look suspicious coming out of that court. And then as they're looking in the backseat of the car, they see the firework, which they had been called to the scene of where the fireworks were being sent off because they're not legal, they're on base or whatever. Um, so I guess we look like we were the ones that were doing the fireworks and now there is uh, a dud of a firework in the back seat of the car that they could see. So they took us to the MP station and they called their parents. Um, you know, me, I remember sitting in the room with like, I guess the MPs that like had pulled us over again, they were like young guys and they're just chatting it up with us with me and my girlfriends. And I think they got in trouble for that. But any, anyway, um, long dramatic story later, all of our parents had to come and pick us up and (laughs) they even gave the firework to my friend's dad. 
So if it wasn't a problem, it was just like, were they just bored to pull it and wanted to pull us over that night? I don't fucking know. But um, yeah, so our parents all came. Thankfully, they realized that the beer cans were not ours. I guess they could tell they were old or what have you. So thank God I didn't uh, get in trouble for that. And then another time, I was 17. Um, and I was hanging out with my cousin, Chrissy, who was a year older than me and all of her friends, um, who were all her age or some of them I think were a little bit older. So they were all over 18 and I was 17 and there was one other girl there that was 17 and somebody, uh, I guess a bunch of people had fake IDs and we had decided we were going to go camping at Patapsco State Park And so we had rented these two um, campsites and uh, got a bunch of beer and um, we went to these campsites. So we actually pitched a tent like, you know, we we intended we were going to kind of like hang out and drink and um, and camp. So we had two campsites. One had like a couple of tents on it. And I think the other we just parked a bunch of cars because I think some people just came to um, just a hangout party and not um, actually camp. So everything's, I guess, going fine. And there's one couple, um, Marcy and David, they were the beautiful people. They're very popular. And, um, anyway, but they were fighting like cats and dogs and screaming at each other. So I guess some other campers didn't much appreciate that. And they called the park police. So now we've gone from military police to park police. So I had actually already kind of gone to bed. I'm laying in my, um, I'm laying in my uh, sleeping bag and I know the cops are coming or the, the park police are coming and half of the people that were there sort of like ran off into the woods. And I'm like, well, I'm not drinking. At least, you know, I think I maybe had a beer or two. I hate beer. I think it's disgusting. So I seriously doubt I drank much at all. And I'm in my sleeping bag and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to lay here like I'm sleeping because I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, so half the people, including my cousin, ran off into the woods. And there were a couple of us left on that campsite where the actual beer was. So um, next thing I know, I got a park ranger waking me, well, getting me up out of my sleeping bag. Um, all the beer was on that particular campsite. The other campsite was just cars that were parked. So next thing I know, I am spread eagle on the cop car and I am being pat down. And then I am being handcuffed. I have my hands handcuffed behind my back. Um, The one other girl, Marcy, the one who had uh, gotten in the fight with her boyfriend, she was also 17. We were in the same grade. So the two of us now are handcuffed in the backseat of the cop car. And this is the funny story of my cousin. We laugh about this all the time now that, you know, so the rest of them decided to come up out of the woods after all of this, but they came up on the other campsite and they were all over 18. So I, um, I think some of them got, um, like a citation, but some of them didn't get anything at all. And, uh, I remember my cousin walking by the cop car and I'm like holding up my hands, like with the, handcuffs and like what in the actual fuck like this is so not cool um I'm sure we get a good laugh out of it now but I was pretty pissed about it then so um 
of course, back then and probably still now, I was mouthy as fuck. So, and I just gave, I gave no fucks, I guess. And I was pissed. And so I'm mouthing off to the, um, to the park rangers and I'm like, I have a bad shoulder and this hurts because I was handcuffed behind my back. And I was like, you need to handcuff me in the front. So they did, which is, I guess, why I was able to show my cousin the handcuffs as she walked by. And um, we get to the park ranger station, which is literally like, just like this big, it looked like a giant garage, like, I guess, where they keep all the park ranger stuff. And so we, they put us on this little tiny bench and handcuff us to a bar on the wall. I know all of this seems a little excessive for, I mean, and when I say Marcy and I are these two tiny little blonde girls, like 17 year old blonde chicks, little, neither of us are big. And so, um, handcuffs to a bar and a wall, call our parents. I guess at this point it's probably like 11 o'clock. It might be midnight. Who knows? And I remember when they called my mom to wake her up, um, she asked what would happen if they left, if she didn't come to pick me up and they told her that they would have to take me to the juvenile detention center, I think in Baltimore. And she did not want to have to drive to Baltimore the next day. So she decided to come pick me up and she brought my grandmother. So that didn't go over super well. Obviously they were pissed. I got grounded. Um, and, uh, Shit, I think I even had a couple of friends of mine. They weren't allowed to, like, hang out with me anymore because I was a bad influence, because I had been arrested, quote-unquote. Um, so I we got a citation. I had to go in front of a, not a judge, it was like a mediator, I don't know, something like that. Um, it was 100 years ago. And um, they, my punishment was I had to have alcohol education classes, but they didn't make me actually go to classes. I'd have alcohol education from my parents, which is ironic. But I'll leave it at that because I think you kind of get the irony in that at this point. Um, so those are my uh, two kind of uh, getting arrested stories from uh, my high school days. Um, another kind of funny story. This is one Chrissy and I talk about a lot, too. Oh, God. Um, and, you know, if... If, if anybody in my family is listening, if my mom, my mom decided to listen to the first one, um, I don't think anybody's in my family's ever listened to any of my podcasts, but I guess they're interested in these. Um, so this one, what happened? All right. So my aunt, um, had not gotten treatment for her alcoholism yet. And I think she was, she was pretty bad off. So she would like pass out, um, pretty early, so again, my aunt and my cousin lived like literally in the apartment right next door to the house my mom and I lived in. So we would spend, you know, I, we would hang out at her house or my house or whatever. So we decided to spend the night at her house with her friend. Um, gosh, I cannot, I can't remember. I can't remember the friend's name that was with us to save my life. Um, so we're at her house and we had decided we were going to take her mom's car in the middle of the night. Now, n- None of us had a driver's license, and I think her mom might have had a stick shift, but not, and none of us knew how to drive it except for the one girl who I think she actually was the youngest. Gosh, I don't remember. Um, hopefully, Chrissy can remember her name because I don't. So we decided we were going to take her car. Um, so her mom passes out, 
and we take the car out joyriding. Where we're going and what we're doing, we have no idea. We drove from Jessup to Baltimore, I think. I think we drove all the way to Baltimore. Um, I don't think we had any money. Um, so I think all we did was like go through the drive through at McDonald's and get water. I think I don't, I don't know. We didn't, we literally didn't do anything. I don't think, but take the car and drive. But what happened, what had happened was just out of the blue, my mom happened to wake up in the middle of the night and look, just happened to look out the window and just happened to notice that Susan's car was gone. Like, what are the odds? And so um, the next morning, she asked Susan, where did you go in the middle of the night? And of course, Susan said, I didn't go anywhere. Oh, God. And this whole story got so fucking out of control. Um, uh, You know, so of course, then they're like, they know it was us. And then, oh, my God, the worst thing we could have, we made up a story about how one of my I think it was my cheerleading captain, poor thing. I was like a freshman, I think, in high school at the time. Um, and our cheerleading captain needed the car for something, so we let her take it. Um, and then, of course, they called her parents. And then we found, you know, so basically I lied and I lied on the, that was the whole, the whole thing was horrible. Um, and Chrissy and I had to get pictures taken at Ola Mills that next morning. So it's funny. We will always remember that <laughs> that day because one, the pictures are ridiculous. Um, we, we look absolutely ridiculous in the picture, but, uh, we'll always remember it was the day after, you know, we stole our mom's car and we told the, just the dumbest lies. Lies are dumb. Lies are always dumb. Um, don't do it cause you'll get caught. Um, so yeah, so that was my two arrest stories and my stealing a car story. Um, shoot, what else? The bar fight story told you a little bit about my sisters and my dad and my brother. Um, so I think I'll leave, I think I'll leave this there. So today was just kind of like filling in some of the blanks, um, filling in some of the blanks, I guess, from last week's podcast. And it's been about 35 minutes, so I don't want to bore you guys too much. All right, so the next time I come on line, I will talk to you about uh, post-high school and uh, my early 20s, um, and we'll see where that goes. So hopefully you guys are enjoying my stories. Um, uh, Yeah, so remember... Don't get weird. Use your head. It'll all be okay. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Coaching and Cocktails, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you like to stream your favorites. Bye.